but it was kind of exciting in the sense of like, okay, now I'm going to go do what I want to do, which is, you know, who knows? Let's find out. Let's, let's find out what we're actually made of. That's former Marine Staff Sergeant Sonny Hinojos. He joins us today to discuss his unique transition out of the Marine Corps and into civilian life. Currently, he's pursuing a bachelor's degree in psychology and nursing with the aim to work with the VA. Hello and welcome to the Cami's Khakis podcast. I'm host and creator Bob Howard, corporate recruiter and Marine Corps veteran. I created this podcast specifically for veterans and transitioning service members to help with their journey out of the military and into civilian careers. All of our episodes are packed with essential knowledge from industry experts and veterans like you. Hey, Sonny, thanks for joining us. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, so, you know, brought you on because we really want to talk about your experience getting out. As we know, every veteran has a unique experience getting out as regards to where they are when they're exiting the military, what unit they're with, what their job is. So we want to hear your experience here real quick. So if we just start off and just, can you just describe overall what it was like when you got out of the Marines? Well, uh, it was, it was interesting to say the least. I mean, uh, in almost 11 years and then, uh, came to a screeching halt really, because I didn't want to stick around and do a surgery and, you know, do my rehab on recruiting duty, which was my last command out there with, uh, with you actually. And, uh, I wasn't feeling that, you know, at 28 years old, I didn't want back surgery and didn't want to stick around. So I decided, you know what, we'll just go ahead and uh, go our separate ways here. And uh, got out November of 2016, came back to Yuma, Arizona, where my wife's from, and started working actually as a diesel mechanic. Realized it was it was fun, but it's still not what I wanted to do. So then I started pursuing some school, learned uh, real hard, real fast that uh, EMTs do not make what they are worth, you know? And uh, so it, it transitioned from that, went back to work, uh, got my CDL. And then I started working as a contractor, actually, at uh, Yuma Proving Grounds. Did that for a couple of years as a driver. So basically what I did in the military, in the Marines. Awesome. So it sounds like you used the skills you got in the Marines and moved into the civilian world to kind of uh, ease that transition. So going back to when you were getting out on recruiting duty, where were you and what was it like going through all those different steps to get out? You know, it was, uh, honestly, it was kind of, uh, it was intimidating, a little scary. Cause like I said, that's what you've, we've done our, that whole time in our life at that point. And you kind of had that reassurance, that nest there where you're just like, I'm, I'm good. This is my net. I'm, I'm safe. Now it's getting pulled out from under you. And it was a, it was a bit shocking, but it was kind of exciting in the sense of like, okay, now I'm going to go do what I want to do, which is you know, who knows? Let's find out. Let's let's find out what we're actually made of and just go from there. What I did notice was you can sell yourself a lot more after doing recruiting duty than I feel I could have done coming just from the fleet, if that makes sense. The marketing skills, the presentation of yourself and what you can do and how to basically uh, spin your resume to fit employers' needs. It ended up making me real marketable. I actually did some recruiting for the truck driving school as well, but uh, yeah, it was uh, it was a good it was a good transition, but it was definitely intimidating to say the least. Like to finally be making that switch. Okay, so you mentioned that you're in new improving grounds and you're recruiting in Connecticut. 
So what was that like getting out, you know, going through steps and taps? You know, what was the, the education there? Was that helpful? Was it beneficial? Or do you see it kind of maybe not enough? What were your thoughts overall on steps and taps? You know, the steps and taps there was uh, a little tailored to the Navy because that's where we were on. We were on a naval base. Uh, it was a little tailored to them in the Coast Guard. So they didn't really have a lot of sources for Marines, which was kind of off-putting. But at the same time, it was like, it was helpful because you were just like, okay, well, I'm going to have to do this on my own. I can't have them do it for me. And it, you know, in a sense, made you grow up and own your future that you were getting ready to step into. So, I mean, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't the most informative for us, but it was definitely eye-opening in the sense of like, okay, I will have to do this. I'm going to make it happen. Because you always hear like, oh, yeah, you know, go to USA Jobs and this and that, and you'll find all this work. And, and you do. You do, but it's where they're located. And if you're able to go there, find a house there, uh, meet the requirements to get there in time. But yeah, it was uh, it was it was helpful to an extent, but I don't think it was as beneficial to uh, Marines getting out there as it would be if we were on like Pendleton or something like that, where there are Marines that are already out and helping you transition. Yeah, it makes total sense, right? The different branches bring different skills for those who are in. So now getting out you're better off, you're better tailored those skills. So I, I appreciate that insight there. Uh, what, what resources were most beneficial to you during your transition out? What I use the most, uh, I use a lot of like USA jobs. I did check that out. Uh, I did follow up with one job that honestly I would have taken had I been able to get out just a little bit sooner, but it didn't work out. Instead, um, I just use a lot of networking, meeting people, shaking hands, Hey, how's it going? My name's this and go on from there. And people actually let you know like, oh, they're getting ready to hire over here. There's a job market over there for this. You'd be great at this place. Let me get you in contact with them. So the social networking game and like actual in-person networking, going to like job fairs was actually really beneficial. Excellent. So job fairs were very beneficial for you. What was it that you found was beneficial? Well, you know, you can, uh, you can put things on paper and, you may mean them a certain way or to you, it sounds great, but when they can see you and they can, you know, see your confidence in yourself and you can further explain or answer any questions that they have in real time, which I mean, on recruiting, you're on your toes the whole time trying to get ready to answer the next question, you know, five, six questions from now, you have to be on your toes and on your A game. So that definitely helped out just being able to be in person and, you know, shake their hand, look them in the eye, answer their questions, honestly, and, you know, market yourself. You know, that's the best, that's the best sales tool that there is, is a visual presentation, you know? Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. You know, the resume, you can only put so much on paper. And like you said, you know, maybe something you say will mean something different to the person reading it or they'll interpret a different way, but being in person, being able to speak with somebody and able to react to their reactions, react to their words, definitely something that is beneficial and can really uh, take you to the next level. Yeah, absolutely. What are some things that you wish you knew then that you know now that would have been helpful for your transition? I think what I would have used more while I was in that I did not use enough of was the, uh, like just college classes, taking classes while I was in either one, two classes, however many you could take, getting those college credits to knock an associates out of the way, at least get the associates out of the way, maybe even get your bachelor's while you're in. Who knows? I mean, your limitations are really set to yourself. Um, 
yeah, just making the time, finding the time and commitment to get that done because that alone would have put me, I mean, years ahead of the other competition that was getting out with me. Uh, so I think that's something that I should have done and would have done knowing what I know now that, you know, the stuff you're like, oh, this will transfer over to credits. And it does. Not everything will completely transfer over. I should have done more English, maybe like a, some more history classes while I was in just to knock it out, you know, uh, because, yeah, that GI Bill goes quick, man. It's, uh, those four years are over pretty fast. You're going to school now, correct? Yes, I am. And what are you studying and how uh, has that experience been since transitioning out? You know, it's been pretty eye-opening. You see more of how you are either goal-oriented and actually organized and if you really truly want to pursue something, because going for that degree is a long-term commitment, which, you know, we're already used to from the service, but now you're having to work with students that are, you know, younger than you, basically your old uh, Lance Corporals and PFCs that you're trying to work with, these 19 and 20-year-old kids, which is great, but it's been... Uh, it's been fun because you see their perspective and then you see yours and you kind of mesh them together. And uh, I started going, like I said, for EMT, uh, changed my mind when I realized they didn't make enough. And, and then I started pursuing nursing because they, they do pay well out here. And I've always been, you know, interested in the field, had some uh, combat life-saving experience while I was in. And, you know, it was always a interesting aspect. And as I started pursuing this, I took uh, some psychology, some psychology classes and everything. And I uh, got into a program that will help me get my master's in uh, three years after I finish here at the uh, the bachelor's degree and with the NAU. And I was like, well, that's, that's a pretty sweet deal to get your master's done. Just working one Saturday a month or one Saturday a week, sorry, for, you know, three years to knock that out and get your hours done, get accredited and everything. And then to get a job placement immediately after because you're either going to work where you're getting your hours at or they're going to put in a good word for you to go work at you know the other offices that you want to go into so so i think that'd be great i mean my my overall goal has been to work at the va one way or another in psychology and nursing i figure i could dip into both i get tired of being a nurse and carrying around all these you know people and helping them out i can you know sit down in an office somewhere and sit down and talk to other veterans you know that's that's a good resource and i feel you know i'm more comfortable when i talk to another vet about my uh, my problems you know mentally emotionally physically whatever it is i just feel better talking to another person who's been through something similar so that's been the the main drive and focus there it's just kind of get in and help out you know vets yeah sounds like an awesome program how did you hear about that <laughs> I was actually sitting in class and they brought in a guest speaker for the, uh, for NAU. She came in, talked for about 30 minutes and she explained the different programs you could go through and like, you could work with families, you could work with children, you could work with uh, couple counseling. And then she was like, and you know, we do it with the veterans and the veterans affairs. And I was like, oh, that's, that's what hooked me right there. And I was like, I I'm, I'm in why, why would I pass that up? You know, a chance to help out fellow vets, get some uh, good training under my belt, have the tools and everything that I need. I mean, let's go. And is that where your desire to work for the VA came from? Or did you have that prior to uh, this guest speaker coming in? I had that when uh, when I was getting ready to leave uh, the Yuma Proving Grounds as a, as a contractor out there. I, I liked it because I was helping out. I was testing stuff, testing vehicles for the, the troops that were in. But, you know, again, you know, I didn't want to get surgery on my back and crawling around tanks and driving tanks around and 
climbing in and out of them and changing all this and that it was a uh, not too easy on the old back anymore so had to find something that was going to be a i was going to be able to do long term not just you know short term i only had a few more years left of doing that before it was you know dunzo time and i just couldn't handle it i was like i need to find something that i can do and you know be comfortable at and feel that I'm actually good at doing uh, without worrying about hurting myself or throwing myself out, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate that insight. I think that is, you know, a good way to, you know, find your goals, find your passion. I know a lot of people when they're getting out of the Marines, they could probably stress about what they're going to do. And, you know, it's something that, you know, can evolve over time. I know for myself, it's evolved. You know, I am on a different path than I was, you know, five years ago when I got out. So, would yeah. like to know, um, you know, what are some of the skills that you learned in the Marines that you've seen have transferred over into the civilian world the best? Some of the skills, uh, definitely your leadership traits, you know, because you always have all kinds of different Marines from all sorts of different backgrounds, different places, different parts of the world, and been places, done places, done things that they, you know, can only tell you about. And, you know, then you come to a place where these people, some of them have lived here their whole lives. And they just want somebody to hear them out and you start talking to them and you learn from them how to do the job that they're in. And you, you teach them the things, you know, because even though you may be new to a job, you can still teach them things, little tips and tricks. Um, I mean, while I was in, I was motor T. So all my stuff pretty much transferred over while I was at the Yuma proving grounds because while I did mechanics, I was driving. So I was able to help out in two different places and give them insights on like, oh, this is how we did it. And they're like, well, the TM says it. I was like, well, I know the TM says it and you have to follow the TM, but hear me out. You can do this and that. And it combines those three steps into one and now you're done. So it was just a a lot of that knowledge transferred over, but uh, it really helped just being able to have that confidence in yourself to go into something new that you haven't done and be like, all right. I can trust in myself that self-confidence to get through this and figure out either A, I love this, or I, you know, I can do this for long term, or B, I hate it and I need to find something else. You know, you can you can make that switch and you can actually make that decision and find another path for yourself and decide on it. So I, I think the confidence and that uh that self-esteem to kind of get when you get out like I could do this, you know, if I can do all that stuff in the Marines, I mean, this is going to be, this is going to be nothing. I'm making the choices for me now. Nobody's making them for me. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. You know, the Marines, you're told, you know, where to be, when to be, how to be. And then you get out and all of a sudden you have all this freedom. You have this ability to make your own choices. And sometimes it can be daunting, right? There's, there's a, there's a weird comfort in being told where to be, when to be and how to be, right? It's that, that you don't have to think about it. You just do it, right? Pretty simple. Yeah. Yeah. So in that regards, in that, that big culture shift, um, you know, roughly 200,000 people get out of the military every year. What advice do you have for those that are currently going through their transition? I would say start looking for a job at least one year out from your separation. Like if you're going to separate and you're like, I'm, this is what I'm going to do. Start looking for a job, start applying to maybe like the community college or the four-year university if you happen to live near one when you get out. Start doing what you need to do and getting everything you need together a whole year, at least a year before you get out. So that way you have it all lined up. And that way you know like, okay, this is where I'm going. This is what I'm doing. Because at the end of the day, uh, I know as Marines, we like our structure. Some way, some shape, some form. Whether somebody gave it to us or we made it ourselves. We, we like a, you know, 
step one, two, and three, and I'm going to execute this, this, and that in order to achieve my goal. Um, it definitely helps out to have a solid plan. So utilize any and every resource. Talk to people who got out. Um, talk to friends or people that live there. Um, get on LinkedIn. That was a huge help too. Um, you find a lot of recruiters. You find a lot of job offers. You find guys that were recruiting and now are basically, you know, uh, headhunting for other companies to try and find you essentially. So that was a huge, huge shift because I found out about jobs like in Phoenix and in Tucson that if I was willing to live there um, would have been fantastic jobs to have. But I had opportunities here in Yuma that I just I could not pass up. So, yeah, I would definitely start planning at least a year out if you know you're going to get out one year out, start getting everything in a, in a row and really evaluate yourself. Like, what do I want to do? Like for me, it was like, what does Sonny want to be when he, when he grows up, if you will? Yeah. I think that's, that's great advice. You know, planning a year out for all the things you need to do, right. You need to find a job, find a place to live. Cause again, <laughs> this is all up to you now. You know, the military isn't giving you PCS orders anymore to tell you where you, where you have to live. So I think that's great advice. And, and I think uh, listeners would definitely benefit from heeding that advice. Uh, we're getting ready to close up here, but we'd just like to ask you, is there anything that we didn't cover that you would love to add and maybe something that uh, you can bestow on the readers? If you're looking for work in any market, you can absolutely find it. And there is a great source at the VA now, especially if you're trying to get into some sort of medical field or just work at the VA. They have a lot of um, internships and they are paid internships or maybe they're not paid um, where you can go in, get your hours done, get some credits in, knock some stuff out while you're benefiting not only yourself, your fellow veterans. You know what I mean? So you're learning the job that you could potentially be doing later on down the road. And that's just a, like an awesome source to have in your back pocket to know that not only are they there for me medically and physically but essentially financially they're gonna you know help you land a job they don't want to see you be unsuccessful they don't want to see you fail they're not there for that they're there to help you and they truly truly can if you fully utilize all their sources and they're all there you just got to ask you know and i know sometimes as marines your, your pride is too too much to think like i need help I need help. What can I do? And just do not be afraid to say, help me. What can I do? Because, you know, we're all Marines at the end of the day and we don't really know what it is to be a civilian anymore. You kind of forget that when, you know, you go through boot camp and everything. And again, like you said, you know, you have everything planned out for you. Here's your orders. Here's your housing. This is where you're going to live. This is where you eat. This is where you shop. You know, you got to ask the questions when you get out. Don't be afraid to, because nobody's just going to tell you if you're not asking. So uh, speak up, be, be your loud, boisterous self when you get out, because there's no, uh, there's no stopping you from succeeding if you're willing to put yourself out there and say like, hey, help me out and guide me in some sort of right direction here. Yeah, again, some some more great advice. I really think that, you know, we don't ask for help enough, right? Because we're always, you know, we're, we were told what to do. So if we ask for help, well, then it means we probably weren't listening, right? So I, I think asking for help in the civilian world, it, it absolutely makes sense because you're going to not have that direct path given to you. You're going to need to find it on your own. Uh, there was actually a, a quote I heard, you know, throughout my time from 
some senior enlisted, can't remember who at this point, but they had told me, no one's going to take care of you better than you. You know, listen to that. And I thought that was great because, you know, while you're military leaders, you know, they want to take care of you. They want to help you the best they can. You're still going to have to take care of yourself because only you know what you want and how you want to do it. So no one's really going to take care of you afterwards better than you. And even for those who are thinking about staying in, no one's going to take care of your career better than you. You know, if you don't think something's going to be good for your career, don't do it. Unless you're voluntold to go on recruiting, then you're kind of stuck. But, you know, you know what that's like. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, we're going to wrap up here. You know, really appreciate you coming on, Sonny. I think you gave some valuable advice that will be very helpful. So, again, appreciate your time today. And we'll talk again soon. Yeah, man. Again, thanks for having me. I'm happy to help. Uh, I really enjoyed the talk. It's a good time. Awesome. Well, you have a good one and uh, probably have you on again soon. Yeah, sounds good. Join us on the next episode of Cami's to Khakis. Go ahead and just write the experience first um, and then go back and write the summary of qualifications, which is that top third of your resume. That's your most valuable real estate where hiring managers spend about 80% of their time.